Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In brought to you by Geek Vibe Nation. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with our Oscars, um, revisiting the Oscars this year. This week, we're going to do the 2017 Oscars. 2017, the 2016 year was filmed with some of my absolute favorite films of all time, from Captain Fantastic to Hell or High Water to La La Land to Arrival to Don't Breathe to Nice Guys to Swiss Army, man. It was a loaded year. I've talked to Jacob before about how I feel like this is one of the greatest years for film in the history of like film. You know what I'm saying? Like It really is, and it will stand the test of time, who knows, but right now it's still one of my favorite years of all time. As always, I am joined by my podcast partner, Jacob. How are you today, sir? Doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad, man. I'm very disjointed by the like the American flag behind. It's like, yeah, America. But you know what I mean? It is Memorial Day weekend. I just want to send out a shout out to all the troops um, that have sacrificed their lives for this country that we're able to do this very here podcast. Um, this week, we are joined by a couple of folks. Last week, we had this gentleman on the show from Film Optic Podcast. We have Christian join us. So, hey, Christian, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. Just enjoying the long holiday weekend and yeah. watching some movies in the meantime. Yeah, did you uh, did you happen to see that Best Picture nominee, Lovebirds, this weekend? I, I think it's going to clean up at the Oscars uh, this year. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it's like one of like five films that are going to be eligible. As long, actually, you know what? To be honest with you, it was better than A Visible Man. All right, so next up, I am having joined the show. <laughs> my buddy from High Contrast. This guy and I actually met on the platform Rizzle. Um, very, very awesome guy. Um, welcome to the show, Eric. How are you, buddy? Hi, I'm good. How is everybody else? Good, good, good. I'm I'm very excited to talk about this year of film. It was phenomenal, right? You know, there's a lot of strong snubs. Um, real quick, I'm gonna ask five seconds off the top of your head. What was your favorite film of 2016, Christian? It was Captain America: Civil War. Jacob, um, of 2016, it was probably gonna be Hacksaw Ridge. Eric. The nice guys. Oh wait, I'm an idiot. Not Hacksaw Ridge. Hell or high water. No. Why, why, was that in my head? why was that in my head? No, 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 no. 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 I was, Hell or high water. I'm not no. gonna lie. I was really questioning our friendship as a collective whole right this Ricky, second. Ricky asked me to tweet all different things. So I'm gonna blame this one on him. Just just blame me. It's all right. I, and so the theme of this this TV the, this TV show, the theme of this <laughs> podcast, I can't even talk. The theme of this podcast is gonna be sent around my favorite film of that year. Actually, my favorite film of that year is actually La La Land. I won't lie. Um La La Land is a damn master piece i don't care what anybody says we'll, we'll argue about that later um folks just like we did last week we talked about it uh i'm going to reveal who was nominated who won and then we're going to pass it around ask everybody who they thought should have won and then we'll dive into who everybody else's snub was so kicking it off here we're going to start off with the supporting actress role we had viola davis for fences we had Naomi Harris for Moonlight. We had Nicole Kimmon for Lion. Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures. And Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. Christian, I'm going to lead it off with you. Um, oh. Viola Davis actually won the um, Oscar in the supporting role. I want to know who you thought should have won. So um, I'm not going to lie. I could not figure out a snub for this year. So... Um, <clears throat> You know, we're what? not talking I'm about just... snub yet, Christian. We're only talking about who should have won. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it's okay. 
All right. Um, really your second time doing this with us. It's it's all right, man. Yeah, it's 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 totally fine. <laughs> I, I'll go I'll go with um Octavia Spencer and uh, Hidden Figures. Fantastic. All right, Eric, who do you think should have won here? So is this where we talk about a potential snub, or do we have to no? Just who, who do you think should have won in this category? Obviously, Viola Davis won, but mm-hmm. who do you think out of these five nominators should have won? So I really liked Naomi Harris in Moonlight, um, but I haven't seen everything, and I really liked what I saw of Viola Davis in Fences. So I don't know if I can actually officially call this one, but based on what I've seen, I would give it to Naomi Harris. Jacob, um, you're going to see a. Uh, recurring fact coming in with my winners because I have to go Viola Davis. Um, I mean, just for that one argument she had with Denzel, uh, you know, fences was fences was fine. I think the performances really let it, it was a play and it felt like a play. Uh, But she, man, she just definitely deserved that win. Yeah. So for me, I've seen all, I saw all five of these. And the thing about it is, is I really struggled looking at the category here. Um, transitioning into subs in just a second. But this was a very weak category, but it was strong at the top with Viola Davis. I loved her performance in Fences. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I agree with you as well. The direction was not grand in that film, but the performances from Denzel and Viola Davis were absolutely breathtaking. Um, I would have went Viola Davis as well. And then sneaking into the snub category here, um, I'll let you kick it off, Jacob. Uh, For me, I actually had her down as lead for the longest time until – until Ricky showed me something not too long ago, but it's actually Molly Shannon for other people. Um, I think she was incredible in that film. I mean, it was a very, it was a very sad and emotional performance. Um, and I mean, right when I saw that, I thought she had already been nominated for it. Um, but yeah, that's who I've got for that one. Uh, Eric, snub. I am going to go off of kind of what we were talking about earlier, nocturnal animals um, for logic that I think we'll get into later about the, the technical assigning of roles to people. I think, um, I think that um, Amy Adams could have qualified as a supporting character and could have been in the category. So for sure. Christian. So um, (laughs) I didn't really have a, uh, uh, snub for this, but I'm going to be standing Amy Adams hard this podcast. So I'm actually okay. going to give it to her role in BVS, even though I am not a fan of that movie. I love me some Amy, Amy Adams. So, yeah. Okay. So for me, uh, my pick, I went back and forth on this one, but this was a phenomenal role for me. Margot uh, Martindale for The Hollers. Um, it's a very, it's a film that not a lot of people saw. It's actually John Krasinski's original directorial debut. Um, it's actually on Amazon as well. It is a phenomenal film. It is a heartbreaking film. It is a sad film. And her performance in it was amazing. Um, I love that film a whole lot. Um, if you're listening to this and anybody on the show who has not seen it, I highly recommend checking it out because it is a beautiful film. And then you watch it and you'll go, Krasinski went from this to quiet place and it was, it's a very strange transition, but an amazing one at that. That's what, you know, great directors do. All right. So time to transition into, let me get my little thing going here. Is this supporting? It is supporting. All right. So for supporting 
uh, actor in a supporting role. We had Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. We had Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water. Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea. Dev Patel for Lion. Michael Shannon, the wrong person, got nominated uh, for Nocturnal Animals. Um, all right. So, Mahersh obviously, Mahershala uh, Ali won. Jacob, who do you think should have won this uh, Oscar? Um, you know, first off, I think I haven't seen Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. Uh, I have been told that he was the wrong person. Um, Still phenomenal. By, yeah, not just by Ricky, though, by tons of people as well. But uh, I do think all four of those guys should be in here. But Mahershala Ali won. He should have won. That was the right win. That, you know, he was only on the in the movie for the first, like, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, and he just stole the film the entire time he was on there. Um, but, yeah, the right guy won this one, and it's Marshall Ali. Christian. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Bridges in Hell or High Water because like I re yeah, I recently watched the film, and I, I enjoyed it very for the first time. Wow. Wow. Thanks so much. <laughs> I absolutely love Jeff Bridges. So I definitely think he was us, uh, you know, snubbed with this. Mr. Eric. I am going to go agree, have to agree with Marshall Ali being the correct win. Um I'm looking at other things. Like I could go on for like an hour with arguments about the different kinds of movies that qualify the Oscars and not and Russell Crowe and the nice guys and all this kind of stuff but in the end it's fair I, I think yeah so for me it would have been Mahershio uh, out of who's nominated here right mm. um, Jeff Bridges was great in Hell or High Water I really loved the performance Lucas Hedges I, I am not a Manchester by the Sea guy at all I did not like that film at all that's just a, that just to be a reoccurring trend as every time I talk about the film Dev Patel was great in Lion but Lion's just not a good film either and Michael Shannon so the fun fact about this is is Aaron Taylor Johnson won the Golden Globe for supporting actor in Nocturnal Animals, but got snubbed at the Oscars. That is insane to me. Look, I'm not going to lie. I loved every performance in Nocturnal Animals, including Michael Shannon. But Aaron Taylor Johnson, to be honest with you, if, 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 if Taylor Johnson is nominated in this category, I would take him over Ali in a heartbeat. Because his performance is insane in that film. Go ahead, Eric. But I would qualify that with there's kind of an edge to like in comparison to previous roles. For sure. That he's been in. I, I feel like a part of what makes him stand out is that whereas Marshal Ali has kind of consistently had this sort of quality performance. Like it was a huge surprise, Aaron Taylor Johnson in that movie. 100 percent I don't know, but yeah, I, I just couldn't pick Michael Shannon just because the first thing, first two things I think of are Jake Gyllenhaal and Aaron Taylor Johnson, and everything else. I have to like think like, was Michael Shannon great? In that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so snub is snubs. Back to you, Eric. Who was snubbed in this category? <sighs> it's so funny because you mentioned right at the beginning of this that you were into Don't Breathe, Love and I feel like um, that actor whose name always escapes me from Avatar, the blind guy. Mm. Yeah, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Don't breathe. Yep. That Stephen guy. Lang? Nope. Yep. I know Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Mm. Yeah, because there's always this sort of genre film getting overlooked by the Oscars thing. And I feel like that's a good one to bring up. Just for the sake of bringing it up. I agree 100%. I really love Don't Breathe. I thought it was a phenomenally mm -hmm. shot film. Christian, snub, supporting actor. 
So I'm actually going to agree with Eric there um, on Don't Breathe. I normally don't like the whole, um, I guess you could say horror thriller vibe, but for some reason, um, you know, it, that that's what drew me to this movie. And yeah, I definitely have to agree with him on that one. Jacob. Yeah, you know, um, Don't Breathe and Lights Out both came out about the same time. They're both basically the same movie and they were both equally, I think, just as good. Um, for me, I've got a few actually. Um, so first off the bat is John Goodman for 10 Cloverfield Lane. I think that one should have been a runaway, um, for a nomination. My second one I've got is RDJ for Captain America Civil War, which still in my mind, I think that that is the most Oscar worthy, um, MCU movie that has been released. Um, and then I think I had one more, but no, no, no. Okay. I have, I have one more, but I, I made an, I made a, uh, an adjustment for him. So you might hear him later. Yeah. So for me here, sorry about that. So for me, <laughs> for me here, I was getting a drink guys. Sorry. I, my wife brought me a drink. Um, all right. So for me here, obviously if you're going on the, the the trend here, obviously Aaron Taylor Johnson is the snub here, right? For me, it, it's it's the perfect – it's the snub. It was the snub. He should have won. Um, but another snub for me um, here is Ben Foster in Hell or High Water. Um, I really love the performance here a whole lot. Um, I think that both him and Pine should have been nominated. I, I could seriously – you could have picked all of the – like you could have picked both uh, Ben Foster here you and and bridges here i'd have been okay i think foster and bridges were kind of on that same boat here um performance wise i think they were both great i think there was the one scene that really took bridges to that next level and obviously bridges playing on name as well jeff bridges has been around for 100 years so people liked that as well all right so um that's everybody right okay all right time to move on to best Actress in a leading role, Isabel Hubert for uh, L. We had Ruth Nago for Loving. We had Natalie Portman for Jackie. Emma Stone for La La Land. Meryl Streep for the 800 for being Meryl time Street. for being yeah for Florence Foster Jenkins, <laughs> and the winner was Emma Stone for La La Land. Um, let's go, Eric. Who do you think should have won out of these five? I got to go Emma Stone because I haven't seen any of the others. <laughs> okay, All right, Christian, who do you think should have won here? Out of these I, five nominated. I concur with Eric. The only one I've seen out of here is La La Land, and I love me some Emma Stone. So, <laughs> Jacob, you say um, anybody other than Emma Stone, we're, we're done. The podcast well, is off. I'm not going to say, okay, I was <laughs> okay. going to say uh, for supporting actor, Hugh Grant was another one. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. From Florence yeah. Foster Jenkins, who could have been in. Um, but yeah, no, for the third time, it's Emma Stone. They got this one right. Um, it's just, there's just no shot. I think for anyone else, maybe Natalie Portman with Jackie, but I don't think it, I don't think Jackie itself had the same amount of love that La La Land did. Um, for me, yeah. Emma Stone. Um, it, this is this, that before that I love La La Land is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's directed by a genius, uh, of a director and, um, which we'll talk about a little bit more, um, Later, obviously, but uh, Emma Stone for me, hands down. Am I getting echo? A little bit. A little bit. 
Somebody's. But yeah, so for me, yeah, uh, Emma Stone, hands down. I'm getting some echo from somebody here. Is anybody listening to the show? Hello? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not only, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm hearing a little bit of echo. I don't know if on. It might be me. Oh, okay. Whatever. We're good. All right. So, all right. Like I was saying, Emma Stone, um, La La Land is hands down who should have won. Eric, um, snub. Okay, snub. Well, first of all, I was going to say, to Emma Stone's credit, despite having not seen the other ones, there are many moments in that movie that could have been cheesy or not able to be bought that she really sold. So, just saying. Um, Agree. There are a few. Um, so, Nocturnal Animals, she's considered a lead role, and there's not yep. like even a mention. Um I was going to say for genre film, Anna Taylor-Joy for Split. Mm. And I can't remember the other one. So next. <laughs> Christian, Christian, I think I know where Christian's going to go here. And he's going to probably have the same one as me. So Christian, I was going to go with the lovely, the talented Amy Adams from The Arrival. Yep. She needs... She needs this win, and I'm I'm tired of Whoa, people. Calm just, down with the calm down with the whole win thing. I mean, <laughs> nominations fine, but let's let's calm down. Just, okay? She she has been working her butt off. I'll, I'll keep a little bit PG here, but I'm just saying she. Whew, I, I I love that film so much. So yeah, Amy Adams. Do you love the me. film, or you? I just think you have an infatuation with Amy Adams. I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit more here. <laughs> it's it's a little up. bit of both. Who do you got for um, man? Amy Adams, yeah, I think she definitely deserved the nomination. But for me, I'm actually going to go Haley Steinfeld for The Edge of Seventeen. Oh, um, it's that, it's a very like, I mean, it's a coming of age story, which is you know you have to be like that good to really get uh you know nominated for an Oscar. Um, and I think she was, but I do think it's hard for that. Just like you know, it's hard for genre films like An Arrival or. Um, you know, a horror film or something like that. So, um, yeah, but that's my pick is Haley Steinfeld. She was Why on my list. Steinfeld more famous. Wait, what? What was that? Why isn't Haley Steinfeld more famous? I don't know, man. She's I famous no Jacks. Like, she's I don't know been, what a, she's been a high schooler for the last like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. like how Annie Kendrick is. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what you think <laughs> casting, like, but no. Yeah, Edge of Seventeen was brilliant. Edge of Seventeen, yeah. I, I love that film. I love that film a whole lot. Um, for me, I have two snubs. One was Amy Adams for Arrival. My other one was Emily Blunt for The Girl on the Train. I loved her oh, in that. I thought she was phenomenal in that film. Hands down, would have given her a lot of over a lot of the people in this category. But yeah, so that's mine. All right, so now on to the ever popular actor in a leading role. Um, we're the wrong person. We're the wrong person. One again. Uh, actor leader role: Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea; Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge; Ryan Gosling, La La Land; Viggo Mortensen for his brilliant performance in Captain Fantastic; and Denzel Washington in Fences. Jacob, I'm going to let you kick it off. Obviously, Casey Affleck won. Jacob, who should have won? So, for the fourth time in a row, uh, they got it right. Casey Affleck should have won. He gave one of the best performances of the last decade. And he gave one of the best wins of the last decade. Uh, I saw Manchester by the Sea again. I just want to mute his mic for a second, just because I'm <laughs> close tab right now. All right, I'm back. I'm and back. it was I saw Manchester by the Sea again, probably about a week ago, and just 
his whole performance. I mean, it was just incredible. He definitely deserved the win, and I'm glad he got it. Christian. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Ryan Gosling because I, too, am a big fan of La La Land. <laughs> Eric. This is where I get muted by Ricky. <laughs> he says Denzel Washington. It's <laughs> sort of the inverse of Nocturnal Animals where I feel like Ryan Gosling was technically more of a supporting role. He just happened to be in this sort of leading aligned position. Mm-hmm. Um so I am going to go with Denzel Washington from what I've seen mm. the fences. Okay, so for me, hands down. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not even mad about that. Okay, so I'll be on, I'll be 100% honest with you. Out of the five nominated, Casey Affleck is my fifth favorite performance out of all of these. Okay, <laughs> that's just, that's just being honest. Andrew Garfield was fantastic in Hacksaw Ridge, right? I would have probably, I wouldn't have probably not. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge, my favorite movie of the 2016. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which I'm surprised you didn't pick him. I mean, those are from <laughs> 2016. Okay, so, to be a hundred percent honest with you here, I wouldn't go Ryan Gosling for La La Land, and that might surprise you. I would actually go Viggo Mortensen for Captain I, Fantastic. Yeah. Fact, Captain Fantastic. Yeah, I, I that film still. To this day, like it, it, it rips your heart out in a thousand pieces. The way it's it, it, it just lays out that film does not get enough love. And I understand it was nominated for a couple of Academy, but but listen, it still does not get enough love. It, or it was just nominated for one I, for some reason. No, yeah, it's because it's on my snub for best picture. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. Um, but v- Vigo Mortensen to me, it would have been Vigo or Ryan Gosling, and I would have been perfectly fine with either one of those. Look, I understand the Casey Affleck thing. I understand him winning. His performance was great in the film. That film just was awful. Um, but the thing about it is, Vigo ripped his heart out in a thousand pieces in that role, and he was just so damn good in it. And it just, I love that film a whole lot. And that'll transition into snubs, which I'm just going to kick it off because I think I've got a familiar trend here. The one man that has been snubbed by the Academy more times than anybody in the history of the world. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal for Nocturnal Animals. This man should have been nominated for this film. The, the performance was mesmerizing it was mind-blowing the character arc and and i'll talk about the direction in a little bit but his character arc within that film is so good so good um jake gyllenhaal not only should have been nominated he should have won this academy award but jacob you can go now sorry um i'm off my nocturnal animals high horse for at least this category it's like i said um it's like I said back with supporting actor that I had someone who I put a supporting and then I made a flip last second just because I didn't want to have supporting after supporting. And that's actually going to be Ben Foster for Hell or High Water. I would have – I could have slotted him into this and taken <laughs> Denzel Washington out and I would have been <laughs> completely fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would have gone Ben Foster here. You know, I, I get it. I Technically, I feel like they were all supporting. And I feel like it's hard, especially with acting or with actors, to put, you know, multiple supporting into one category. But I think all three of them could have gotten to supporting. I think they could have pushed him as different spots and got him in different ways. And I think Ben Foster could have and should have got in at least somewhere. And I'm putting him here. For sure. All right, uh, Christian. 
So I'm actually going to go with uh, Mr. Canada, Can- uh, Canada himself, excuse me, uh, Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool. Because okay. it's just, I mean, I- I'm a huge superhero, you know, film nerd guy, whatever, but it just proves that you can make a good rated R superhero film. Yes, a lot of them are PG-13. And, you know, we said last week, you know, when I was uh, hyping up Logan for all of its uh, glory and praise that it deserved. But yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel like he really like. I, I don't. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't see anyone else playing Deadpool besides Ryan Reynolds. It's kind of like how Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Like it's very hard to imagine someone else playing this character. I like it, Eric. Yeah, I will say to your credit, um, for anyone out there who's like, this is about the Academy Awards and they're eye rolling. Like, like, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds carries the entire movie, like as terms of performances, that's a feat. But um, okay, so I made like a face a little bit ago because I have to rectify one thing. Um, Elle Fanning for the Neon Demon, a snub for uh, lead actress, mm-hmm. saying. Um, so, I, and then this one, it's, you know, nothing crazy special. I agree with Jake Gyllenhaal, hands down, and uh, would add in there James McAvoy from Split. Yeah, McAvoy was Split. Yeah, he was that, that's funny. He got mentioned last week, and then that's I realized after say. we talked about him on the podcast, somebody had mentioned him, and I forgot to mention during the during that podcast that he was actually not – should have been nominated. It was The film came out in 2016, not 2017. Mm-hmm. But McAvoy and Split was brilliant. And it's so so heartbreaking that they followed that film up with that that hunk of garbage that came out last year. <laughs> okay, um, so I called that because people were pointing out that Split was a script that he had written back when he was writing Unbreakable and all this and splitting things up. Mm-hmm. And when they were making Glass, I was like, okay, uh, so he's going to go write a new original idea now. Yeah, it's not going to be the same writing as Split. And sure enough, it was not. <laughs> Far from it. He's so hit or miss. I just I just can't sometimes. I'm gonna let everybody know right now. <laughs> if you don't agree who with one in this podcast, <laughs> I mean who won this category, you will be muted, okay? So the nominees for <laughs> best director. <laughs> um we're rival Del- De- uh, Dennis Villanova, um for rival Hacksaw Ridge, Mel Gibson, um Manchester by the Sea, Kenneth uh, Lonergan, uh, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, and The Goat for La La Land. And Mr. Chazelle <laughs> won as well. And I can't wait for Jacob to tell me why Barry Jenkins probably deserved to win this award. Wow. So go ahead and go, Jacob. For the fifth time in a row. Oh! Right. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, yeah, no. Chazelle should have won. He did win. Barry Jenkins was... Oh, uh, Barry Jenkins was great. I loved him. Um, you know, I loved him. I loved Kenneth Longer, Lonergan or whatever. Um, but <laughs> Damien Chazelle definitely earned and won this Oscar. I fully feel it. Christian, who do you think should have won here? Okay. Um, mm, I was very torn <laughs> between this, uh, between my man, uh, Denis, Dennis, Denny, uh, and uh, Damien. I'm going to go with La La Land because, I mean, as much as it kills me. you off? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with La La Land. I, I just say it. <laughs> Eric. I'm going to go with La La Land. I love Denny Villeneuve. 
And I love that he has that sort of distinct auteur kind of thing. Whereas, um, but Damien Chazelle just knows how to sell a story for what that story is. Like La La Land, you've probably seen a movie like it a hundred times, save the ending, but that is the one that I would watch. Like if I ever want to watch that movie, you watch La La Land. I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. Damien Chazelle. I would be in a depressing mood. That's the thing. That's the thing for me is why I loved La La Land so much was the ending. The ending is heartbreaking. But it's perfect. But it's like peaceful too. Yeah, for sure, hundred like, percent. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. The, the the ending for me was was so well done. You had this ah rah moment, and then she walks in to the bar or to the club, and he got everything that he wanted, less her. You know what I'm saying? And and we you could relate to that. You know what I'm saying? You can relate to in a typical Hollywood fashion. That film would have ended with Ryan Gosling. And Emma Stone together, riding yeah. if, right? Exactly. No, no. She would have been the manager of the bar. He would have been playing on the, you know, he would have been playing on the stage, or I she would have been, been singing on the stage with him, or sitting in his lap playing the piano, like you know what I mean. It, that's how the ending would have been. He he took a risk. The ending was brilliant. I loved it. But for those who didn't uh, watch the film, I'm going to mention. I, I'm going to transition into snubs here because why not? For those who didn't watch nocturnal animals uh <laughs> mr tom ford we you want to talk about endings that film is is in that same boat as well so for me my snub here as you can see we're going on a, a direct uh correlation of which is almost in every single one of my categories tom ford for nocturnal animals and actually david mckenzie for hell high water He's another snub for me because, and I say this because he he did a very good job of another film that didn't end exactly how you would have expected it. It would have ended, right? You know, when you watch Hell or High Water, you would just kind of really expect Ben Foster and Chris Pine just to be dead at the end of the film, right? You know what I mean? That's just kind of the idea. Or they ride off in the sunset together. You know what I mean? It's one or the other. Those are my two here. And uh, Christian, what do you got for a snub? So I'm going to go with the Russo brothers for Captain America Civil War because that movie was fantastic. You have two people, two brothers, no less, who love comic book movies so much. You know, they they put their own spin adaptation on uh, the Civil War comics um, themselves. And it it was fantastic, you know, and not introduced not only Spider-Man, but also Black Panther. And like it's you know it this whole the world building you know with them looking back now obviously with uh endgame and you know infinity war as well they just i i feel like they've been snubbed from a lot they've been putting in a lot of hard work uh for these marvel movies yeah i agree a hundred percent there and and then they come out with extraction and then you're just like what happened uh jacob what you got for <laughs> me, <is> man? <laughs> um so i agree with you it's mckenzie for hell or high water um just that last scene where Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine are talking to each other, basically saying like, so you good. show up at my house and we will have a shootout. Like that's like, <laughs> just, Oh my God. That's just like how he built suspense, how he builds, like Christian just said, world building, how he was able to do that, how he was able to put this story in today's time, you know, in a time where technology is so huge and he took all the technology away and didn't make it feel like it was out of place. Like I never once was like, 
oh, like they should have just had their phone out or something like that. Like I felt like, mm-hmm. oh, like these people probably would not have, you know, turned their cameras on or had their phone out or something like that. And uh, just and like the fake installation of the of the cameras and stuff inside mm-hmm. like the banks and stuff. It's like, oh, well, we just have the made up camera in the corner. Yeah, it's not and that's, definitely, like, yeah. that's definitely something that I that I know places have done just as like a, you know, For hopefully sure. people see this and they're like, oh, I'm not going to steal the store. No one ever like steals the store and thinks, oh, like it wasn't even plugged in. And so I think that's just it's just genius. Just the whole thing. And when they killed Alberto, when they killed mm-hmm. Alberto. It broke my heart. <laughs> I know, because especially because how they were, you know, how they were building him up the whole time. Like, yes, for He's me, I, I would have thought, yeah, for me, I would have thought that Alberto would have been the one to kill and kind of like avenge Jeff Bridges, and sure. that's just not how it went. And I think it was all the better for it. Eric, I love that you brought that up. I was just having a conversation with someone about like how often in real life are we smart enough to constantly be doing the right thing, checking our phones and doing everything procedurally. And like, I feel like if people didn't bring it up as much in movies, like, Oh, there's no cell service. Like, okay. But I got three. Number one is Shane black guy has been sort of an institution in movies for a long time. And in not just in being able to direct comedy, but in being able to bring the time period to life in the nice guys like he did. I feel like it's overlooked. Number two is a cure for wellness, Gore Verbinski. I feel like if you had just recast the main character, that movie would be much more well-received than it was. And then Nicholas Wending Ruffin for Neon Demon, because regardless of whether or not you feel good, I don't think that, you know... No, I still think he's a good director. So, yeah. I I wasn't I wasn't a fan. It was all right, <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing with Neon DM. It's like you're on one side or the other. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it really well, is. A lot like, of his stuff. It's like you're either well, yeah. in hell and confused, or yeah. it meant something. Like <laughs> for sure. I, do, I like how you brought up Nice Guys again. I love that movie. It's so oh. underrated. It's so underappreciated. I. It could have been the modern day Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I really wanted a sequel to that one. And we were just watching The Lovebirds and the guy's like punching the window. That his whole plan is wrecked because he's bleeding all over the place. That's what I felt about Lovebirds. <laughs> that was like 75 of the same movies in one. It was like, we're going to steal no, this maybe. part of the film from this film. Then we're going to steal <laughs> this film, this part of the film from Date Night. And then it was like, yeah. that's a, it was just like bits and pieces of some of the best. Like it just took the best parts of every comedy and just <laughs> put it into one. Begging grace of the vice. Yeah. All right. So best picture time, guys. The nominees were Arrival, um, Hacksaw Ridge, Hidden Figures, Lion, Moonlight, Fences, Hell or High Water, La La Land, and Manchester by the Sea. The winner was, in fact, not La La Land like was originally announced. <laughs> It was Moonlight, which is one of the strangest things that I've ever seen happen in the history of of, of the Oscars. It was insane. Like that moment was just what? What just happened? Like, how do you look at the card and see Moon? They're not even in the no, same. No, it didn't say that. It didn't say that. It said Emma Stone. It was the best actress card. 
Oh, uh, okay. no, it was, it was the best but, picture. Yeah, no, no, no. It, was, it was the best actress card. The, the first card they got was best actress because he explained it right after. It said Emma Stone, and that's why he was so confused because it said, and the best picture goes to, and he opened it and it said Emma Stone. And he and then the girl oh, grabbed it and just said, La La Land. La La Land. Yeah. It still should and, have been uh, La La Land, but that's beside the point. They pulled the, <laughs> they pulled the, the next card out. Eric, I'll let you kick it off. Who out of this category should have won? Don't cut me off, okay? <laughs> I like Moonlight because a- around this time, they put out this video that I felt like was kind of cheesy but had like a grain of truth to it. Uh, no, focus on me. It's all right. It's okay. okay. <laughs> the, if the purpose of movie making is to move an audience or convey an emotional experience or build empathy and tell a story, Moonlight is the unique the story that needs to be told other ones are told well but that one i feel like is the one that i don't know I, like if you can kind of get the gist of what i'm saying like that's yeah. the one that Makes i feel sense. like yeah it's is the most film it was an important yeah. film it was oh, a yeah. very oh. important film pivotal film then arrival uh, christian I'm um, gonna have to go with arrival on this one because i am shocked that you said that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I love La La Land, and I was going back and forth. I was wrestling between them, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm a big sci-fi guy, and I, I feel like sci-fi movies don't get the spotlight that they actually deserve. So, I mean, you got uh, Denis uh, Villeneuve. Denis I, I looked up Villanova. the pronunciation. <laughs> Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah, it's I, I you know we we've been talking about you know, this all all night, but yeah, I, I would go with the rival. Jacob. <laughs> all right, and Ricky's gonna be happy, but I think La La Land should have won. And I wait, wait, hey, just give me one second, I'll be right back. Okay. Wait. La La Land should have won, and no, then I... he walks off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, I was wrong. wrong. <laughs> Moonlight right. should have won. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um. wow! wow. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh. Everyone's against Ricky. That was <laughs> so good. Moonlight should have won. Uh, for people who are going to be listening to it, I definitely got up and did a bait and switch like actually happened um when we when we talked about it on the last episode i think hannah brought it up where she said best picture should be the one that you know changes cinema the most and i love la la land i definitely enjoy la la land more than i enjoy moonlight but i think moonlight is kind of the most important and best picture of that year and i think that it definitely deserved uh deserved its win <laughs> <You said>, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> no okay so actually this will surprise you moonlight should have won um la la, land, la la land was the best film of that year hands down it wasn't even really close and like like jacob even said um for me it, it's like the story of parasite right Parasite should have won because it was not only just the best film, but it told a story and it told an honest, raw story. And Moonlight does the same thing. This was a generational movie that changed the the way of film for a long time. Barry Jenkins poured his heart and soul into this film. Mahershali with another, you know, with a great performance as well. Um, 
I like, I love Moonlight. Moonlight's a fantastic film. Moonlight probably should have won Best Picture, as it did, obviously. But, um, y- you know, obviously, you know, everybody knows I love La La Land. And, and Moonlight's probably my th- fourth favorite film on this list. Mm-hmm. But exactly like Eric said, exactly like Jacob said, it's one of those films that has a collective whole. It does it tell a great story, yes. Does it have great direction, yes. Does it have good performances, yes. Does it check all the boxes, yes. But what about the story that it impacts the to the individuals like you and I? You know what I mean? It, the viewer itself. And it was a mesmerizing film. It's a beautiful film. It is a very important film. Um, one of the most important films of the last decade. Um, so yeah, I would have picked Moonlight as well. All right, as far as snub goes, uh, Christian. So for snub, I've been talking about this film for a while, and I'm going to uh, uh, mosey back over to uh, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, you can call me Marvel Stan all you want, folks, but it's just my. You can't be Superman. <laughs> no, well, I will not slander that great film on this podcast. That ooh, that movie. I mean, I know I'm wearing a Superman shirt, but I mean, let's let's not get carried away. No. <laughs> Eric, what do you got for us, snubs? What? He doesn't have any more? What? What? Oh, oh, snub. oh, like, okay. Well, I mean, I guess another snub for, with, for me really quick. Uh, I know I talked to Ricky and Jacob about this before we started. It's called Your Name. It's a yes! 70s animated film. I love it so much. And it's just, it, it brought me to tears. Like, this film moves me so much. I watch it yearly, and it's just, wow. I've oh man, it, it it has great direction, great great art artwork, and just the whole nine. So, Eric, uh. okay, so I got my troll responses ready. There's Suicide Squad and Troll. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, one of them is actually trolls. Um, Suicide Squad was a good movie. Next, no, go ahead, Eric. Wow, For all the same reasons that I said. <laughs> that's another episode. Join join next. <laughs> um, Nocturnal animals 135 percent because like i said for moonlight it's about you know how things move storytelling like we've all kind of talked about this and nocturnal animals did something really important that causes people to just kind of squabble when they should be paying more attention which is telling a story within a story in this way that is really important in and of itself but like so many people just criticize, why should I care? It's just a story happening within a story. It doesn't have any consequence. And it's like, yes, it does. Jake, like, what is this movie? I, I, I <laughs> what is this movie? This is not. No, don't anymore. worry. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> no, I'm exaggerating. Keep, Hannah keeps talking about it. Like literally everyone I know. And I'm like, what is this movie that makes it so good? <laughs> I just. Maybe I'd see you sit down and watch it. Eric, you, do. you got you got any other ones? Um, and, and the nice guys. That's all. Jacob. Okay, so um, one of a one of mine is Civil War. Just to go with Christian. Um, but the one I'm going to go for the most is Ten Cloverfield Lane. I think, um, just how claustrophobic and how tight knit that uh that whole movie was the performances i mean i already said it john goodman should have been nominated um for supporting actor 100 uh but the movie just in general just it does something else to you to where you know it's a monster movie but it's not really like, like about the monsters outside but like the monsters inside and it gets like once you see it it gets on a very 
deep and level that uh, it really starts raising a lot of questions. And I think that's what a best picture nominee should do. Um, and that's why I think it should, should definitely have gotten in there. Um, another one. And I missed out on saying him for best actor, but I know it's like Eric said, like, I know it's not an Oscar movie, <laughs> but pop star never stop, never stopping. <laughs> best pop picture. three movie of the year. Should have at least gotten an original song. 100% should have gotten an original song. But I'm just throwing that out there just because I feel like it, we have to throw it out there. <laughs> One of the best movies of that year. Just incredible. I, at one time uh, in college, watched that for two weeks straight every <laughs> single night. Wow. Holy crap. Pop, Pop Star is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, real quick, someone, yes. uh, in terms of actresses who never get enough credit, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. I agree. Um, so for me, we already know where I'm going to go with this, right? The Best Picture nominee should have been Nocturnal Animals, right? Every category I've brought it up. Eric brought up a good point. <laughs> this film tells a story. It takes a risk. Tom Ford took a massive risk in this film. And the risk, in my opinion, it paid off. Um, it tells the story of a man who just gets absolutely shattered, right? And I'm not going to spoil it because we got two people on the show that I really would recommend you guys watching the film, obviously. Um, but the layers of the film, how important the story is, how it plays out, the mystery behind every single aspect of the film and you never know which way it's going to go. And the performances in it are just (laughs) mesmerizing, right? What you got, Eric? Uh, There is a rule in filmmaking that sometimes like what you're not seeing is more important than what you're seeing. Yep. That movie's a masterclass in that. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's the thing that that film, when it tells you this story, you are, are on the side of just what, the hell is going on and as he puts the pieces together you are literally blown away and the way he ended that film the way he ended that film was brilliant um i love nocturnal animals nocturnal animals is one of my all-time favorite films it will continue to be one of my all-time favorite films i recommend you being in a if, if anybody listening to this has not seen nocturnal animals you guys as well i would recommend being in a very good mood um, when you watch the film, <laughs> it is not a film that you can watch every single day. And unless you are just not in a mentally good state, but that is what makes a great film, a film that is willing to challenge you. A film that is also willing to say, what would you do in that situation? There is a pivotal movie part in that movie that I have asked my question, asked the question in my head. Every time I think about the movie, what would I have done? And I think Eric knows what I'm talking about. It. What would I have done in that circumstance? And that's the thing. I, I still don't know what I would have done in that particular scene. Right. And Eric, we'll talk about it off. There are a few things more frustrating than talking with two people. Oh, wait. It's fine. <laughs> two people it. who have not seen the movie. So. I'm trying to layer my conversation without spoiling the film. Yeah. Well. And obviously, but, hey, at least the- at least we're not spoiling it for anyone who would be listening either. It's exactly true. Yeah, and that's my thing. It's it's pivotal to understand that I'm not trying to spoil the film, and I don't think I've said anything about the plot points. All I've said was basically that there's a decision making in the film that I have no clue what I would have done personally myself because it's that challenging 
of a film. And the, the films that make you question, the films that make you, when you leave a film and you're like, what did I just watch? How, and every time you watch it, you find something new that you liked or something you didn't really see. And the performances within that are brilliant. Obviously my other one would have been Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic was a brilliant, brilliant film. Masterclass of directing and a masterclass of acting by Viggo Mortensen. Um, Christian, give us some plugs before we go. All right, so you can uh, follow us um, on Twitter, Film Optics. Uh, Optics is spelled O-P-T-I-X. Um, you know, we're pretty much on literally any podcast platform, YouTube, Spotify, yada, yada, yada. And you can also follow me on my personal po- – uh, not podcast, wow – my personal Twitter at Music City Nerd. So, yeah. Christian, thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, Eric, where can we find you on Twitter, my man? Uh, at – Eric Langford or at high contrast. I'll plug myself some other time when I'm putting out more content. <laughs> well, Eric, to be honest with you, man, we've been trying to do this for a little while. We'd love to have you more on the show more. You, we've appreciated everything that you got, you have done support wise. You've been joining us for the watch parties and I loved having you on. Um, I would love to make this a, a, a permanent seat when we're talking about the Oscars each and every week of having you on, man. I love what you, I love your thought process behind film oh. and stuff like that. So thanks for coming on my man. Thank you guys for all the opportunities. All the, I mean, I couldn't do any of this stuff if you all weren't doing it. So it's awesome. Thank you both. No worries. All right, Jacob. Uh, obviously, we've I've had a blast again. These are fun. Uh, you know, I want to have. Um, you know, uh, I want to do more of these. Obviously, um, follow Jacob on Twitter at mcdi underscore Jacob. Follow the show mcdi pod. Uh, follow me at Ricky Blair underscore. Follow the show. No, I already said that. Um, we are going to be spoiler alert. If you're even listening at this point, you'll probably, by the time you listen to the show, Jacob and I had the chance to watch space force early. Um, we will have our reviews posted, um, Tuesday morning, um, for the show. Um, the show drops on, I think Friday, is that correct? Jacob Friday, yep. Friday. Um, so we both have our reviews going up for that in the next, uh, 24, 48 hours, depending on when you are listening to this, but it's Tuesday. We'll have our reviews up for that. I'm very, very excited to review our reviews. I've seen a lot of people talk about how they want to see it. Um, I've got mixed feelings about it. I know Jacob does as well. Um, but folks, do us a favor. Head on over to themusiccitydrivein.com. Obviously, support the show. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a five-star review. Um, I think next week we're going to announce a giveaway that we're going to do. Um, so until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Drive safe.